Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Ken Groey, who is the President and Chief Revenue Officer for Weka. Hello, Ken. How are you? Incredible, Rich. Thanks for having me. I'm a longtime watcher, longtime listener. So excited to be out here. Thanks for making the accommodation schedule-wise, but excited to help uh, get some of the viewers and listeners to have a great day. My mom will be happy that we have yet another fan. That is great. Um, so in full disclosure, I was not familiar with Weka before we started this podcast. Give me the 30-second version of who Weka is. Well, thanks, Rich. Weka solves big problems. I know that's a very deep conversation, but basically everything's running through AI. Go to LinkedIn today. Almost every job or every conversation is about AI. We have to provide uh, the data storage solutions for seven of, I'm sorry, nine of the top Fortune 64. So whether you're discovering a drug to put it to the FDA for COVID or whether you're the richest person in the world trying to do an electric car company and make it autonomous, we are the file system that makes those things happen. So if AI is happening in the world, um, usually it ro all roads re lead back to Weka, which is short for Weka Byte. Hopefully that was around 30 seconds or so. That is great. Um, where I wanted to go with this was the testing process of some of these components. Um, let's talk about the need for the testing process. Is, is that just because the technology is so new? Yeah, actually, you're really cutting edge. And, you know, uh, we're going to talk about Microsoft. We have full uh, permission to use Microsoft, the company's name, through their PR. And we have a great, if, as a follow-up, if you'd like, I can send a copy of the blog across to you. But to we be clear, I don't need anybody's permission to talk about anything. I have oh, free okay. reign to talk about anybody I want anytime I want. Okay, you live a charmed life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do. So we can send a copy of the blog out there from their words. We actually did a recording in Microsoft headquarters as well. Um, why testing was important. There's a brand new technology out there uh, provided by NVIDIA. It's a brand new interface. People are used to prior interfaces, whether it be SMB or NFS in the past, but there's a brand new technology about called GPU Direct. I think people mostly know, I know this is a technical show, but unfortunately Moore's law on CPU has kind of been left behind. It isn't quite doubling every 18 months that I grew up learning from and leverage from. So that's where the GPUs have kind of taken off. We talked about AI, and this is not a commercial for NVIDIA, but they tend to do a really, really great job. And um, specifically, Microsoft has testing all different GPUs. They end up going with a DGX2. Um, they also have a DGX A100, but specifically, Microsoft chose the DGX2, and they wanted to test GPU direct. Brand new interface, we actually process things actually in the GPU, which is new. So anything you can do more solid state processing is usually a good thing. And we could share some numbers here and go through it. Um, the, the use case, I knew you were asking about that. It's all trying to add AI to the Bing search engine. So is Microsoft research specifically, but they're also using it elsewhere across Microsoft. And you might even see AI being used in LinkedIn every day. But to be clear, what is it exactly that's being tested? Oh, um, using the Weka file system and seeing what the max gigabytes per second could be pushed on the DGX2 made by NVIDIA. Um, they're testing the throughput. What's the max amount of throughput that could be done either using the NIC cards configured as, as, uh, as specified by Mellanox or using a special configuration dual porting them. And I can share those numbers in just a second. They're trying to see what the max throughput is on the DGX2. It's well uh, less than 80 gigabytes per second, but using the GPU direct, they were able to go north of that and break some mm -hmm. records with the DGX2. That sounds more like benchmarking than testing. Well, we wanted to test it to be sure if they could get what they needed out of the DGX2. So it's, 
if it's benchmarking, they would do it for the academic benefit of it and then send mm -hmm. all the gear back and say, well, it's a greater good, let's post it online. No, no, they bought this. They needed this for competitive edge. And you know, a wise man once said, it's not the big that eat the little rich, it's the fast that eat the slow. So coming out of COVID, everyone's looking for a competitive advantage. So no, this is real testing. This is, I would call it a proof of value. Some people say POC, I say proof of value. They wanted to make sure that it was worth the money to buy that particular mm -hmm. model from NVIDIA and this particular file system, ours is a parallel file system, a modern version of that, at that configuration. And this was intended to live at the edge, I assume. Yes, it lives on the edge. And I, more and more, we're doing more business on the edge. Maybe your other uh, people that are on your show talk about that. But it seems like that's really what with retail, commercial, or it seems like the edge is really when people are building things out as we come out of COVID. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And most of the people that we do talk to are building either the hardware or writing the algorithms to do that AI at the edge. And we talk about it a lot because it's not easy. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of concerns and people like NVIDIA are doing a really good job of um, enabling that edge. Correct. Yeah, um, I'll send a copy of the blog across so you can look for it if you, you Google search it. But we got 97.9 gigabytes per second basically showing that the traditional way of pushing throughput through the DGX2 was good, but this new interface, and in full disclosure, it's a beta system, mm -hmm. the beta interface through NVIDIA, through the GPU Direct. So GPU, GPU Direct, um, pushed it up to 97.9. And then if you dual ported the NIC cards, you get up to 113 gigabytes per second. My point being is, no matter where you buy a GPU, it's expensive. And I'm not in the GPU business. My job is to just get the most efficiency out of them. So if you're going to spend some money, we, we bought one, I think it was $140,000 um, as part of it. And my point being is no matter where you buy it, you want to get the biggest utility. No different if you bought a car or you live in a house, you want to get the most utility out of it because you want your AI project to succeed. So this is just a good testing program. And they did it for the good of everyone to say what you really could do going to the newest interface, still going, still being through and doing different beta productions, but DG, uh, you know, going to a GPU direct certainly is, makes an impact. But are you, are, are you just moving the bottleneck elsewhere? We normally think that. The rule of thumb that I've found is, unfortunately, I've got some stats. 86% of AI projects uh, done today will not get the ROI they designed to do. 14% will. So we did some algorithms on what are the 14% doing well? And sorry to go back to our geometry class in ninth grade, you and I, Rich, we weren't in class together, but I bet you, you know, we probably remember uh, there was an equilibrium triangle that we had to learn about. It was equal angles, equal length. We believe in what we've seen in that 14% success ratio for successful ROI out of the projects, because people are betting their careers on it. You're seeing a cluster of GPUs. So you have failed over there, at least three. You're seeing upgraded the network. I know Mellanox does a good job, and this is not an advertisement for network companies, but you've got to, you know, if you try to do AI with 10 gig, you're not, you're not going to succeed. So, you know, we're seeing people at 400 gigabyte InfiniBand, or at least north of 100. You need to be able to move the data. You need to compute the data. And then you need a parallel file system, at least in my opinion, on those 14%. Because if you're trying to do a, a treatment for COVID, for example, and get it to the FDA, you want all your scientists working all the time. You don't want a serialized fashion. You don't want a giant beast GPU with a great upgraded network. And all of a sudden you have the scientists literally sitting on their hands waiting to do some type of Petri dish experiment at 1045 when the whole world's looking for a COVID cure. So that's why when you look at some of the pharmaceutical companies, it wasn't the biggest that came out with the, the vaccine first. It was the fastest. They were leveraging the, the, the you know, modern parallel file system to make that happen. But great question though. You're not really moving the bottleneck um, from infrastructure, but you could move the bottleneck to better data models. So the, usually at the front of this is a data scientist that has a great data model 
and a business sponsor as part of it. But when you get to the infrastructure, if you get an equilibrium triangle between GPU, network, and parallel file system or modern parallel file system, my words, in this case, limitless in the case of Weka, I think you've got the best chance for infrastructure. And then it goes back to the data scientists to make sure you have the data models and the business outcome you're really doing this in the first place for. Good stuff. So just to wrap up with all this increase of AI, increased speed and transfer rates, what are we enabling? What's, what is the real, what's the word? Uh, uh, in one word, you're, you're enabling a business outcome. In this specific case, they're allowing Bing to use AI so to, know, to prefetch what you're going after. We have other cases we've uh, enabled Amazon. Yes, one of the biggest companies in the world to do Amazon Go. So when you go to a grocery store, in the case of Whole Foods, you don't sit there and you know, go to this great place by organic food, you know, six items for $80, and then have to wait in line to pay with cash. That doesn't sound very 2021. You want to go blip in, blip out with the wireless and have no cash register in place. If you're the leader in autonomous vehicles and the richest man in the, in the world, um, you want to make sure if a possum goes on the road, you can swerve around it and maintain the very high uh, rating of that particular car, a particular brand. Um, other places will go into AI. We're actually working with some fast food places that actually are putting your order together as you go into line at, let's say, a McDonald's. And uh, imagine that. So you actually, they put the, the order together by time of day and your buying habits when you go in line and you don't have to order. Imagine that. So it's a competitive edge. It's business outcome. And the faster trying to beat the slow as they come out of COVID with AI. Very cool stuff. Thanks, Ken. This is, uh, this is pretty exciting. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That was Ken Groey. He is the president and CRO of Weka, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.